Hi there, and welcome along to the JersNet podcast, the totally free and independent champions podcast made by fans for fans, where the podcast content is always absolutely free. Uh, it's a wee bonus Friday show. We're getting quite used to these now, uh, so thank you very, very much for joining us. My name's Ross Bennett. I'll be your podcast host this afternoon. It's just gone four minutes past nine on Friday, the 23rd of April. If you're joining us live tonight, thank you very, very much for joining us. Please do leave your comments, your questions in the YouTube stream there. We'll get to as many of those as we can. And as always, the podcast is available for download first thing from tomorrow morning. Uh, it's not just the podcast that we have here at Jersnet, but if you head over to the website at www.jersnet.co.uk, you can also find the very, very friendly discussion forum uh, where myself and all the other Jersnet podcast contributors will be found, as well as loads of articles, social media, the podcast, the history archive. There's loads of stuff going on, so please do check out the website. Um, if you're new to the pod, then thank you very much for giving us your time tonight. Uh, we would love it if you could give us so we subscribe, give us a like, give us a comment, let us know your thoughts. The podcast is approaching four and a half thousand subscribers now, so we think we're doing no too bad, uh, but one or two more couldn't hurt. Um, right, I think that's kind of everything we have to say. The podcast is going to be available for downloads wherever you get your, your podcast. So that's Acast, iTunes, YouTube, CastBox, Stitcher, and also on Spotify. Like I say, it's just a wee Friday preview show. The main show will be back on Sunday uh, with a couple more guests and myself again. But tonight, it's just me and the ever-wonderful, ever-popular Alec Anderson. Alec, how are you this evening? Yeah, I'm absolutely smashing. Thanks, Ross. Lovely introduction, as usual, my friend. And uh, good to be back home. You're a good self. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's been a wee while. We're just, we're just saying during the week that you and I, we're the kind of Super League breakaway, Jersnet, uh, as uh, sickening levels of self-interest and reviled and rejected by the fans. So it should be a good, should be a good show tonight, mate. Yeah, it'll be fine. As long, I don't care if the fans revile and reject us as long <laughs> as we end up with loads of cash at the end of the day. Fine by me. So it's all about. That's what it's all about. How's your week been? Um, fine, mate. Yes, yeah. Just been kind of coughing and spluttering over all the Super League uh, developments and uh, uh, the COVID five um, rejection of a repeal. You know, so I'm actually just just hoping that tonight I can kind of keep it together because I get myself so excited. I'm kind of splotting out everything that I want to say. Uh, but do you know how many times Real Madrid have actually won the European Cup and now they've got the cheek <laughs> to say they you know they need more. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm trying to I'm trying to do that. I'm just worried about uh, Colin, you know, Mister Armstrong. You know the kind of Steve Davis uh, of the the Jersnet uh, hosting. That's I saw him knocking about with other guests during the week. You know, so this this is this is twice in a row now. I've not been I've not been on with Colin. I think it's that me telling him to leave the wife and the kids and to come and join me talking about the ninety two ninety three season for the rest of our lives. I think that's maybe put him off. You know, he's a bit scared these days, but. No. But I'll see Colin back sometime. I'm sure. So obviously, Alec, you as the sort of resident European football fanatic, um, your your encyclopedic knowledge of European football is is quite marvellous. Um, out of the, the mooted 12 clubs that were breaking away to join the Super League, um, I'm sure putting Rangers to one side, you could tell us which clubs would actually have deserved to have been there. I mean... I know you had a, a wonderful knowledge of, of Royal Antwerp before we played them. You've spoken so passionately about clubs like Benfica in the past. Are there any other clubs that you'd have thought, right, pinnacle of Europe, they should have been there? But, um, thanks very much for the, the encyclopedic knowledge thing, by the way. Just uh, being a boring fat get isn't exactly <laughs> the same as encyclopedia, but I'll, t- I'll take that. I'll take that. Um, yeah, um, well, Barcelona and Real Madrid, basically, Barcelona uh, and Real Madrid won all the European trophies on the go for the first five years of European football as we currently know it. Um, Real Madrid have won the European Cup, the old format, more times than anybody else, six times. They won the Champions League format and of itself more times than anybody else. 
Um, they've won it nearly twice as many times. They won it 13 times altogether under whatever format. Um, and Milan um, are the closest AC Milan. They've won it seven times. So they've always won it twice as many times as anybody else. Um, Man City have reached one Cup Winners' Cup final. They won the Cup Winners' Cup uh, in, in 1970. Uh, so it's, uh, and that's it. Only, that's the only European final they've been in. You've got likes of Leeds United who've played in every all three of the European finals, you know, not included because they just don't have the dough currently. But I th- interestingly enough for me, um, Chelsea uh, being in there is quite a, it's quite a kind of it's a good lesson for everybody. They were they were the English League champions in 1955 when the European Cup started, and uh, they were they weren't allowed to go and play in the European Cup by the English League, and then they end up becoming the first English team to win all three of the European trophies. And the English League has now been taken over by the FA in terms of the top flight. Uh, things that have happened since then. So you think about things like Scotland not playing in the first. You know, three, four World Cups, not even entering the first three World Cups, refusing to go to the, the 1950 World Cup because he only finished second in the home internationals. You think about the FA Cup, how it's dropped in terms of uh, esteem over the years. Change is a constant, as a constant. I mean, but basically, we've had a Super League in Europe for the past, you know, 25 years anyway, because the same teams are winning it all the time. But it's just that kind of sliding scale of money and history. And I just, I, I find it quite fascinating. Uh, that it's Barcelona and Real Madrid are the last ones standing because they're the ones who need the money the most. Just one more wee thing I would say, we've had to listen, a personal thing, I mean, Barcelona, beautiful team to watch over the past uh, decade or so, um, absolutely horrible to listen to, you know, trying to talk as if they were the kind of, um, they were fighting for the freedom of football itself with this like an organic, you know, kind of a uh, holistic uh, methodology they had at uh, the La Masia. Um, when we all, guys my age, remember them being one of the most brutal teams in Europe um, for decades before that, kicking teams off the park. And now here they are, breaking away and shafting football uh, in general. So I think we can put to bed the idea that Barcelona are some kind of saviours of the game, you know. Um, but aye, it's just, apart from anything else, it's interesting and it's just the way it's always been heading, you know. It, you know what, it is interesting we're getting so deviated from a preview of Rangers versus St Johnston, but <laughs> that's, that's my fault. Um, it is interesting. A, a, a wee sort of little known fact about me is I'm in the middle of studying for a master's degree in football business. Yeah. And, you know, watching that from a, an academic perspective of, of league construction and how it's moving from a European sport of meritocracy, promotion, relegation through to an American closed league, everyone makes a profit, happy days for the owner. It's, it's, it's fascinating from an academic perspective. But what you say there about Barcelona being a club that, you know, historically kicking teams off the park, a guy like me watching football seriously for the last you know 15 or 20 years that's 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 crazy but you know the way that you say that there of, of Barcelona being wonderful to watch and horrible to listen to it kind of sums up the idea that well, David Wren a- is the Barcelona of Jers isn't it? I think so the Renster yes yeah, absolutely big time big time right we we should probably get on and start talking about Rangers because we've done seven minutes there on shite um so, look, we're going to have the, the, the main show, the headline show is going to be back on Sunday and we'll, we'll really focus back on the St. Johnston game then. But so the St. Johnston League game, very confusing, obviously, playing St. Johnston uh, a couple of days ago, Wednesday 21st, and then again in a couple of days' time, Sunday the 25th, uh, we'll be facing them in the quarterfinals of the Scottish Cup, which we're all very much looking forward to and we'll come on to that game in a moment. But looking back to Wednesday, Alec, and, you know, league wrapped up, 
difficult game last weekend in, in the cup against Celtic that, that we came through very, very professionally and, and quite comfortably. And we go to Perth, very slow start, fairly ugly game, not particularly enjoyable as a spectator. And we come away with a one each um, after conceding a very, very late penalty from which they equalised. What was your your kind of immediate reaction to the result and, and coming away with a point there? Um, I think the, the most horrible uh, thing, the most annoying thing uh, about that uh, result the other night was there was absolutely no way I could justifiably be annoyed about it. Even right down to the fact of uh, Kamal Roof, you know, why are you trying to shoot from the halfway line? You know, Kamal, why, why do you not just pass the ball out wide, waste a few seconds? It's not as if anybody's ever scored for inside. Oh, wait a minute, actually, you have. So um, the everything that went wrong in the game was just, was down to the fact that uh, Stevie G, sorry, Stephen Gerrard again, sorry, David Wren, um, Stephen Gerrard made seven changes, which were absolutely justified because we won the bloody league, you know, two months ago nearly. Um, and we're concentrating on the cup. Um, and what I was most concerned about, all I'm really concerned about in the league games, and most people will be the same, is to maintain the unbeaten record, to go the whole season uh, unbeaten in the league. And even then, that's, you know, that's secondary to actually winning the Scottish Cup. Um, but I must admit, I was, and, and, you know, you know, Rangers Twitter's like it breaks down really quickly after any, anything other than a, a victory and a perfect performance. It breaks down quickly into people want to take roof outside and shoot them. Um, to the the kind of the reaction to that is, oh my God, why are you bothered about anything? Why, why, you know, this team's great. You shouldn't be slagging them. I'm ultra staunch. You're not even allowed five minutes to be annoyed by the fact that you've just turned a victory into a draw with the very last kick of the ball. Um, all in all, yeah, I mean, I was listening to John Collins on uh, Sports. I've been listening to Sports on podcast again this season because it's, it's more enjoyable. Um, I was listening to John Collins uh, during the week there and this man's been touting himself to be a technical director of Celtic, for Celtic to invent the role of technical director so so he can have it just because uh, his golfing buddy Yogi Hughes has got the Ross County job now, he's got nothing to do. And please Celtic, give it to him. Because this is a man who thinks that the team who creates most chances in, for example, an old firm game in the Scottish Cup is actually has actually won the game, as opposed to the the boring old backward team who decide to score more goals and, and not let any pass them. Um, but he must have been absolutely raging in the first eight minutes if he was watching that game at Perth the other night because St Johnson could have scored about five. It was it was a thing to watch. Um, I think it was actually at one point it was because the sun was when we're at. It was the low sun was when in our eyes, and I thought this will be these Perth farmers who know who know the ways of nature so well. They know that it's seven o'clock as opposed to quarter to eight kickoffs. The low sun will be down there. They'll shoot up that way um, to, to to get in my faces. But they had the ball in the net. Uh, it was ruled off for offside, you know, but it was just offside. Did a few other chances that they should have buried. And I made the the classic uh, mistake of saying. On Twitter, I'd be really happy to take a draw here. And I think we need to score to do that. So, as has happened a few other times this season at Benfica and at Hamilton, we got the draw that I was quite happy to take. But they just the, the way it happened, just to give you that actual, as, as much of a taste of victory as you can possibly get, um, was really annoying. And I'm a bit concerned about I, I want us to get the, uh, the defensive record as well. So, I would have preferred a nil-nil if we had to draw, but uh, aye, it was about getting it was about getting certain players rested and getting other players a bit of game time. Um, and as long as we, we kept the unbeaten run, that was the main thing, Ross. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I absolutely agree. It's an interesting point you made there about the defensive record, and there's there's so many different records that this Rangers team I think have, have already set this season. You know, think back to the clean sheet record at the start of the campaign. 
Um, by the way, fair play to John McLaughlin, who who really kind of got us to that point. Um, and yep. I think you know again did did okay on Wednesday. Um, there's so many different records that that have have been set or have been broken or could still be broken this season. Um, the defensive records in terms of goals conceded very very important. Um, the points records for Rangers at least you know to break that barrier of of 100 points is still on the table. Um, it, it, we've spoken already about going unbeaten and what a feat that that would be. Now that we're out of Europe as well, I think there's probably a wee bit more focus on that. Um, but still on course to reach 100 points. What would that mean in terms of a, a marker of the success of this team? Yeah, it'd be fabulous. It'd be fabulous. And I think um, I think sometimes when you're talking about these records, um, I think people are now like, well, we, we want the Scottish Cup. That's more important. And you can, I, I sense with a lot of Rangers fans, um, that there's a kind of defensiveness. They're trying to play down the unbeaten record because they don't want <laughs> they don't want there to be any way of slagging this team. You know, and they're kind of almost defending the de- defending the season before before we've lost the, the unbeaten record. You know, um but I think it actually for it, it speaks to a team in development, and we are still in development, certainly compared to what Steven Gerrard wants from us and what Rangers fans want uh, from their team. We don't just want to win one league. And that's it. Um, and I spoke with Colin um, a, a few pods ago, a few months ago, uh, when we we're still in Europe. And I was saying to him, "Do you really want? Do you want the Scottish Cup? And I meant, do you want the Scottish Cup tournament to be played this season? Because um, it was, it was still, you know, um, under review at that point. And he's like, oh, God, I, you know, I, I want the Scottish Cup. I want to. And he was saying he wants to win the Grand National Eurovision Song Contest. The lot, you know, and absolutely right." Um, and I'm digging myself at a hole, uh, but what I re- what I really meant was I I don't want us to lose it. I'm I don't want us to lose any tournament. I don't want us, I don't want anything to happen to us because we've ended seasons so badly so often in the last nine years, and it does have a bleed through to the following season. And there's been a strange thing has happened this year because I think it's partly because last season ended in March. You know, for all the wrong reasons, but it was it stopped in March. Well, for all the right reasons, but the way that the honours were dished out was wrong. Um, and then we've won the league this season even earlier. And with an international break, and then there was a break in domestic football, we played a home and away against Slavia. It has this, it's almost like we're in a kind of season, you know, 2020 21 A, you know, before we go into, you know, 2021 22. There's a, it's like an annex season, a kind of add on. Um, and I think it's really important that we come out of this uh, the best way possible. When we went out of Europe, yeah, I was the same. Suddenly I wanted the Scottish Cup played, but I didn't want anything to happen this season that would, that would let it end badly because we saw in 2015-16, we forget now how important it was to get back into the top flight. A lot of the kind of directors and that we had in the years, the, the dodgy guys we had in the years before that were trying to tell us that that was the end of the journey. That was The journey was about getting back into the top flight. But we were buying into that to a certain extent as well because we knew we had to get back up top just to get back to familiar territory. And we did that relatively early too. And uh, Mark Warburton, you know, proved the following season he didn't really understand what Rangers were all about and he was trying to tell us that we should have been happy with that. You know, lovely guy, great manager, nothing against him. And he got the job done kind of spectacularly the same way Stephen Gerrard has won the league this season spectacularly. But the failure to win the Scottish Cup, you know, and the way it happened and what happened thereafter, it left a really bad taste which bled into, albeit Mark Warburton, he, he, he couldn't pick the right players after his signing policy was a bit all over the place. And obviously there was a few other problems still at the club. Um, but it really affected how we went into that first season back in the top flight. 
So we're now going back into our first season as, as defending champions of Scotland. And I think it really matters. And I'm kind of balancing this now in case we don't win the Scottish Cup. I want the 100 points. I want the defensive record. I want unbeaten. Sorry, I don't want to even drop any points at Ibrox. We're still 100% at Ibrox in, in domestic games. You know, um, There's another one which escapes me at the moment, but there is another. There is some other record on the go. Um, and I really, I just, I think it's important to get as much as possible uh, out the remaining part of this season. And what happened the other night might have been, might have been the moment that we could achieve it. I think we're lucky playing St Johnston midweek when that is the team we are playing in the Scottish Cup. Um, they arrested a few players as well. They were also, they also had one eye on Sunday's game. I think that might have been a good, a good moment. A Livingston or an Aberdeen the other night might have really gone for us when we couldn't afford to play with a full team. So it's still all on, but it, it means a world to me. And it's not just, it's not just. I can uh, uh, greed. I think there's actually a necessity for it to end this season uh, as well as we started it and, and maintained it. Yeah, and I, I think you're absolutely right because the way the way that I'd pictured this was uh, similar to you an annex an annex part of the league or an annex season, just a kind of mini league post split. I mean, I, I know there's been a few games, maybe what was it two games between us winning the league and the split actually happening, but. Um, of wanting to still prove that we are dominant, we are not taking the foot off the gas, and that it wasn't a fluke. You know, the the dominance that we showed up until the point that we won the league, um, when 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 Celtic dropped points with Dundee United, was not a fluke. That we are the dominant side. That the tide has has truly turned. Um, and I think staying unbeaten, not dropping points at Ibrooks, and winning the mini league post split, as well as winning the Scottish Cup, reaffirms that dominance. And the the rebuild that Celtic have to do this summer is already mammoth. But if we give them belief going into next season, that makes that rebuild a hell of a lot easier. If they can come at if they can come at this and say, Do you know what? Rangers aren't that good. Look, they, they they didn't win the League Cup. They got put out the Scottish Cup. They dropped a couple of points in a couple of different games post split. They're weak. That makes their rebuild a lot easier, both in terms of the belief of the players that stay and recruiting the players that they need to to, to bring on board, so I think I think you're right. It's it's crucially important. I think there's a fine I think there's a fine line um, between if Celtic actually are believing the stuff that they're putting out just now, that mm. would be great for us. If they actually, it's, it's almost like we should not let them win when we play them in uh, uh, a week on Sunday, but we should you know make it a nice and close game so they're not going to change too much. They might even keep Kennedy as manager, but but that's not going to happen. This is just it's. They know they, they, they know how, how much of a state they're in, and what again I would say um, another reason Colin was bang on uh, when he was when he was giving me a lecture that time a few few months ago about wanting to win everything. If we'd actually played the Scottish Cup, if the, if the same thing had happened, which I originally wanted when we're still in Europe, that the Scottish Cup this season was delayed to next season, um, Celtic could have a, a, a decent manager brought in. You know, as you say, they could have the new players in, and they could be winning the Scottish Cup for the fifth year in a row. Uh, the body blow we inflicted on them last Sunday was absolutely tremendous, but we've got to make sure But we only inflicted the same body blow on them that Ross County inflicted on them in the League Cup. We've now got to make it about us winning those cups, you know, winning all those trophies. You know, I don't think Stephen Gerrard's going to have a, point, going to have a problem getting the players going again, but I think it's more about say, belief for us as opposed to you know, everybody else can believe what they want. Mm-hmm. No, I think your belief is a huge part of this and, and, and surely the players have that belief now from the League campaign. You know, you've got this stayed this far unbeaten. You've you've wrapped up the league so early. There is no one that can rightfully take this this trophy away from us. And I think that um, I've spoken about this before. Momentum hugely important, and carrying that through into the cup is massive. 
I think the players will have now tasted success. We had so many players who had never actually won anything. Um, as hard as that is to say as a Rangers fan talking about Rangers players, a lot of those players have never actually won anything. Well, you have now, and I hope you enjoyed it because there's another the nature of football in this country, there's always another thing. There's always another tournament. There's always another trophy to go for. And this trophy is 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 very much within grasp. You've, you've actually probably had the hardest game you're going to have. So there's there's no one that can rightfully take this away from you. So yeah, yeah very, very important few weeks coming up. Um, one final thing I'd like to just, I know we're still talking about Wednesday's game there, um, but one final thing I'd like to, to bring up about that game was Scott Wright. And we've spoken quite a lot about Scott Wright actually since January, since he joined. Um, but again, I thought he was the standout performer. There weren't many sort of excellent performances from Rangers on Wednesday, but I thought, Scott Wright was, again, showing the not just the potential, but the current ability that he has. Um, very creative, very tenacious, very sort of level-headed and a, and, a, and a wonderful finish as well. Were you happy to see him start to contribute in terms of goals? Um, when he gets off his account with a goal in minute 55 on the Queen's <laughs> birthday, I think it's, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a, good, a good one for Scott Wright. Um, he made a lovely wee, wee run in the first half. He, Kamar Roof gets all the praise for putting a fantastic ball through to him, which I think might be my first real chance um, after uh, St. Johnson's initial barrage. But he, uh, he he maybe kind of fluffed his lines there. Um, but he made the run and he knew to make the run. So there's, there's an intelligence there. And Roof's an intelligent player. We've got Steve Davis and like, we've got a lot of intelligent players. And uh, he obviously fits right into that. Um, and we're talking about... I would, I would hate to give the impression um, that, that I'm worried that the players won't be up for it next season if they don't win the Scottish Cup or something um, because I think Stephen Gerrard is very careful as I've said countless times on the pod he's very careful to pick players who have the right attitude as much as they, they have that kind of insatiability and I think uh, Scott Wright looks like, looks like that kind of guy you know the whole thing put, putting on the four kilos of muscle um, you know since he actually arrived uh, from Aberdeen if I could lose the weight at that rate I'd be, I'd be, I'd be doing well but uh, he's a flying machine. I think he links him well. I don't. I, I felt as if maybe I'm just biased. I think old men always look towards the old men on the pitch, you know. But uh, I'm a bit biased. I, I felt as if I couldn't really take my eyes off Steve Davis the other night. You know, I thought he was kind of doing it. He was kind of running things for me. Um, but it wasn't really fair uh, in Scott Wright to judge him um, and a team that's got seven changes. I just not fair to judge anybody properly. You know, um, and I think the players themselves know that they're coming into. They're not coming into. It's not like Scott Wright was the only change to Sunday's lineup. Um, he's coming in there with six other changes. It's obviously the, the flow's not going to be the same. But I felt as if it, it looked. I think it's supposed to be a four-four-two, but it looked like it was almost like a four-two-four, and the kind of front four really didn't know each other. We're kind of struggling. We're kind of cut off. Um, and I'm, I'm more worried that the only kind of worry I've got just now is how long can Glenn Kamara and Steve Davis keep going? You know, they're getting bits of rest, but with Ryan Jack out of it, you know, and uh, Zungu's going to be banned now, even though Zungu wasn't, a, wasn't, wasn't that much of a, a starter. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm worried how long they can keep going um, because they, they keep us together, I think, just now. You know, obviously Tav's coming back, that'll improve things. But I, I thought Scott Wright, he, he, he did really well. And it's another lovely little chapter and he's and he's kind of rise uh, to becoming a becoming a regular first team player and I think it's, it's all good it's all good for him and it's all good for us yeah yeah, absolutely I completely agree um, so I think that takes us quite nicely onto Sunday's game the first thing to say about that is an absolutely hellish kickoff time oh. with 6.30pm on a Sunday um, hellish not least because 
I'm hosting the podcast at 9.30 on Sunday. So I get about 40 minutes to draft together an agenda and, and for everyone to do their prep. So thank you to Premier Sports for that. It's as if they never considered us, uh, which I'm sure they did. Um, but as you say, Alec, unfair to judge anyone in a team with seven changes. Now, Stephen Gerrard in his Wednesday's post-match press conference has very clearly said, every decision that I made tonight in terms of tactics, selection, substitutions, it was all with Sunday in mind. And about, you know, Wednesday was just about getting through that game. With that in mind, surely we're expecting again some fairly wholesale changes going into Sunday. Yeah, I think it's it's uh, what, six changes. Um, we're expecting to, to, to have to start, obviously, now that we don't have Nathan Parson, so effectively you've only got one change from last Sunday from Celtic in the Cup. It's Tav in for Parson. I, I might be missing somebody. I might be, I might be missing an injury or a, a suspension there. I don't know. But I, I think we're we're going for it on Sunday, uh, and we will we will need to, you know, because I. The strange thing. I was I was I was just double checking this today. I had to be thought, and I look I look back, um, and Celtic. We've played Celtic in the cup, obviously 2015-16. We, we put them out. They're the last team to beat them. Um, in the Scottish Cup in that famous semi-final as a championship team and the season before that um, they beat us in the League Cup semi-final and you're thinking with Rangers going through the, the divisions for four years uh, before they were back in the top flight it wouldn't be a team that we'd played kind of seven seasons in the trot but I was forgetting St Johnston are the same um, the season we beat Celtic in the, the Scottish Cup semi-final uh, they beat Mark Warburton's Rangers um, in the League Cup I was with a, a, a young, exciting prospect called Michael O'Halloran uh, running right through. As we just, we just had to sign that guy up because uh, I've never seen anybody who can stand out in the, the, the wing at the govern, the waving his arms, going, "Give me the ball, give me the ball." But it's quite the intensity that uh, that Michael could well be ignored by all his teammates who knew he was mince. Um, um, the season before that, we put them out the League Cup quarterfinal. Uh, one left my Ibrox and Tommy Knight's team at that point were the, the Scottish Cup holders. So we've got quite the we know them really well. We know them better in the cup. I go back. I mean, like obviously Paul Le Guin's kind of darkest moment was losing to a lower league St Johnston uh, in the League Cup at Ibrooks, uh, managed by Owen Coyle. And uh, I remember I was beating him in penalties in the Scottish Cup semi final back in the kind of two thousand seven two thousand eight uh, marathon season. One, maybe the second greatest, third greatest season of my life. You know, but um, I have got a real deep involvement with them, and they know us, and they I think they know how to play as St Johnston. Um, we, we give them a few scalpings every season um, we've scalped them home and away already this season but then they brought it around to the kind of 1-0 you know dragged it out had you uh, only goal of the game in January then that's us drawn with us albeit both sides kind of resting players so it's not it's not in the bag by any manner of means we're heavy favourites and we should do the business but Callum Davison's part of that part of those he was uh, the kind of management he was an assistant manager or a coach to Tommy Wright when they were winning the Scottish Cup, winning the League Cup. And they've got a real kind of texture to them now, St Johnston. Uh, they've, they've won a, you know, they won the, the Scottish Cup 2014, their first major honour. Now they've added, they've added the other major trophy. Um, and I, I think that tends to, you know, it rubs off on clubs in general. When once they get a feeling for it, you get a feeling for it as a club, as a kind of collective memory. And I think they come here with big confidence. Um, and I don't think there's, I don't think anybody gave anything away them or ourselves uh, too much on, on on Wednesday. So I am I'm, I'm far from comfortable uh, about this game. Um, mm. Not just because of the the kickoff. It's great, isn't it? Isn't it great that the, the, the football was saved during the week and 
the common man uh, got the game back. Now we can we can watch for half past six kickoffs on an Irish television channel that we've got to pay subscriptions for. It's great, you know. It's brilliant, and it's it's a total ruiner for the whole weekend, isn't it? Because it's oh, brutal. I used to quite like. Was it? It must be going back three or four seasons now. We would quite regularly be playing on a on a Friday night. There was a couple of seasons when we, you know, Scottish TV would, would, would or Scottish football was being broadcast on a Friday night, and I used to quite like that because it, you didn't spend your whole weekend waiting for it. I'm I'm no. terrible. I spend my whole weekend just waiting for the Rangers game, and um, I on a Sunday at six thirty, it's absolutely shocking. Callum Davidson as as manager St Johnston, I think you have to as as a neutral, yeah, have have to sort of have a wee bit of applause for for the job that he's done. You know, a very very difficult start this season, but gets St Johnston to top six, wins major silverware, club like that, winning winning silverware is is very impressive and, and kind of quite significant for them. So I think he's done a good job. Yeah. It's almost as if you preempted my next question of, you know, the result, the number of times that we've played them this season and, and played them so, so recently, two days ago, the fact that they got a good result against us and I think certainly first 10, maybe 15 minutes, they looked very threatening and we looked very weak. What level of confidence does that give them coming into this tie, albeit a number of changes to be made from both teams? I think that's why you're quite good to start that, uh, Ross, by citing uh, Callum Davidson, because I think maybe any other team um, under any other manager might be thinking, oh, we had a good game against Rangers the other night. You know, we were, and then they should have. There was a couple of dodgy penalty decisions, which is, which I think, why they got the, the final penalty they did get. Um, I don't know We'll not, go back, we'll not go back into that, but they weren't as at first. I thought we would got away with a couple, but I'm not. I'm not so sure now, having watched that a few times. Um, but nevertheless, they did play us off the park uh, for the first five or six minutes, um, and had more shots on goal than we did. We we get back into possession and kind of uh, made more possession in the game, but they made it really uncomfortable for us. And a lot, in a lot of ways, I'm happy about that in terms of a kind of a bluff for Sunday. Um, I would like them coming, you know, feeling a bit cocky, but I don't think it's going to happen under a guy like Davison who's been around the block. And if he's a really nice guy, and the one thing, the one thing that kind of comes through with him, he's right, he's, he's really down to earth, and he'll keep his team down to earth. And St Johnston are a down to earth club, you know. Um, and I think they, they, they'll know they can do it. And this is the third time I've played them at Ibrox this season. It's, it'll only be them and Celtic that we play three times at Ibrox, but we didn't, we didn't play them at all at Ibrox last season. There must have been, must have been a game cancelled, uh, postponed that we were due to play, and then you know find out what happened after the split. Um, but we just played them twice at, at McDermott and even then we did we, we gubbed them and then we had the kind of two-two game with you know where uh, Canberra come on and kind of changed it but then they come back into the game. So no, I I I don't think I don't think it's going to fool either manager uh, what happened in Wednesday and I think that was the whole point of it. It was a little chess match um, and they both kind of got out of what they wanted. We kept our unbeaten records. St Johnson kept their pride um, and neither manager really gave anything away. Um, I don't know the, the fella uh, Bellabed who got injured early on he's quite good for him. I don't know I, I forgot to check right. St Johnston's I don't know if he's out of the game in, in Sunday I forgot to check their their team news you know but that might have that may be a little bonus for it but I don't think psychologically it's, it's, it's going to make any difference it's, it's going to be it's a, it's a big test yeah uh, he's you know he, he looks a, a, a tidy enough footballer that guy Guy, guy Melamed is really Melamed good. sorry yeah so um I do you know I'm 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 not sure either if if he's available or not for Sunday. Maybe it's it's not been announced yet. But um, I have to say your your level of knowledge is just exquisite. I don't know anyone. Well, I didn't else. get that guy's name right, so that's you know. That's... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anyone else that would be able to just pull up the fact that we never played them at Ibrox last season. 
Hey, um, I, straight off Wikipedia, mate. Don't be fooled. Straight <laughs> off Wikipedia. So it might actually be wrong. We might have played them five times at Ibrox last season. I've just, you know. No one's going to check, though. Are they? Ah, exactly, exactly. No, 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 it's no, that no. boring. <laughs> um, so, look, we, we've spoken already about the fact that there's there's silverware up for grabs here and, and we think that we're not going to kind of take too much from from the the result that we had on Wednesday. There's so many changes to be made, and um, and Callum Davidson certainly isn't going to kind of take false confidence from that. But what worries me going into this game is we're going into a uh, you know the, the latter stages of a competition where our biggest competition, our biggest competitor in that competition is out. Thankfully, in this case, it's due to us, and. Every neutral, every pundit, every observer is looking at this going, surely the, the, the trophy is going in one direction. Now, we were here six months ago with St Mirren in the League Cup and um, we made an arse of it, <laughs> to, to be frank. What does Stephen Gerrard need to do to ensure that there's no repeat of that, that there's no overconfidence leading to a, you know, not, not a catastrophic result, but what would be a, a serious disappointment? I think I think he's done. Uh, what he needed to do and that was win the league in amazing historic style um, like you were referring to earlier uh, actually having a trophy it goes into players veins winning something like that it, 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 it changes the mindset you know the skills there the, the basic attitudes obviously there the technical ability there the training the coaching is, is there to the nth degree we're fantastically trained uh, our players fantastically coached they just needed, as you were saying earlier, Ross. They just needed that. They just needed that inch of belief. I think when we played St. Mirren, uh, big Connor Golson walks up the park, you know, and just that 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 whole thing he's been doing all season, where he sometimes impersonates Steve Davis. What you expect from Steve Davis, and you know, Steve Davis has been dropping between the centre halves and impersonating Connor Golson at times, um, but he just walks right through there, curled one in at the bottom corner after seven minutes. We're on the, you know, we're in the midst of a, a twenty odd game unbeaten run. You know, in, in Europe and domestic football, and it was like it, it the easy judgment to make there was we thought it was done, we got cocky, and we took the foot off the gas. But we made too many changes that night. We had made too many. Changes. Stevie G almost admitted that uh, himself. The manager almost admitted that we made we made one too many changes. I think, um, and I watched the game back, and it was actually Sydney were bloody good. You know, they got ripped in about us. They were very, very physical. We could maybe have, we could maybe have done a few more decisions going our way and what have you. But all in all, you know, St Mirren were fantastic, and we did. We, we fought right to the end. I mean, there was that's an incredible thing that's happened to Rangers this season. It's almost like the thing of um, marginal gains that Stephen Gerrard's obsessed with. Collins talked about this, and he's quite right because the marginal it's, it's obviously working. You know, just setting yourself these little targets, and that's why he celebrated the way he did when we won at Parkhead for the first time in years. You know, it wasn't a, oh, we've won the league. It wasn't a cockiness, it's determination to make it all hubristic when you're talking about Rangers. It was because he'd set a target and he'd achieved it. We now had that in our veins, and we're now at a point where Celtic haven't beaten us in the last five games. So it works. And I think the only thing with the League Cup was it wasn't a priority at that point with the league. That's always a priority over in Europe, which was massive. It was as draining psychologically and physically as it is exciting you know um, I think it was just we rested one we, we made one one or two changes too many um, and it was a, it was an off night but I think if we had won a trophy before that ironically we would have won that night uh, but I also I can't help thinking Ross that that is the night that we did win the league I think if we had still been in the league cup and you've got semi-finals and finals coming up. I know it's only another two games if we'd won that night, but it'd be a semi-final and a final and could go to extra time and penalties. 
you know, and if we even if we'd won, I think we're now looking at Rangers instead of just being praised as being the, the, the top team this season, it was straight into comparisons with Celtic because of the, they've been winning consecutive trebles. And you would even end up this season if we did, we'd be under extra pressure to win the treble. So if we went the season unbeaten in the league, but we then don't win the Scottish Cup, you'd actually get my slagging. You know, because let's let's face it, Celtic are getting no praise for winning the last nine league titles. It's now all they're getting slagged, they're just getting slagged for not winning the ten. Um, and I think if we even if we'd won the treble this season, you go into next season having to win the treble because you've got to win it four years in the trot to equal the Celtic thing. So I think all all things considered, it was actually a blessing in disguise to get the League Cup when we did, um, and the way we did, um, fighting to the end and not really letting the team spirit down in any way, not really terribly underperforming. But aye, Steven Gerrard, he's got us to Hamden, he's got us to a semi-final. Uh, his first season was a terrible game, you know, a terrible loss to Aberdeen. Following season, he gets us to a semi-final, we cruise it against Hearts and then we get to a final. Terrible night, terrible day, terrible result, but a great performance. So the marginal gains thing this season is due. We have to get to Hamden. Rangers have to always get to Hamden every season. But the way it's working is due to get to a final and romp it. So aye. I don't even remember what the question was, mate. I'm just, I'm become quite up for this game. I just say, sorry, Scottish Cup, discuss. Um, look, I'll, I'll let you have a couple of minutes to catch your breath. And, and while we do that, I will just briefly mention one of the partners that we have over here at Jersnet, which is rangerspicks.com, which is the official pick'em game uh, partner of Rangers. Um, if you're unfamiliar with it, it's very, very easy to play. And there is a sort of, it's, it's, it's a free entry to play it. And there's a prize pool of up to £1,000 to be won. All you have to do is head over to rangerspicks.com, uh, sign up, takes a couple of minutes to sign up with your details. And then you'll be asked a series of uh, up to 12 questions about the, the coming game, so about the game against um, against St. Johnston on Sunday. Uh, it's questions such as um, how many goals will Rangers score? Will we score in the first half? Will uh, Kamar Roof assist a goal? Things like that. You just have to meet your predictions. And if you get more predictions right than anyone else, you win a share of the prize pot. Free to play, uh, very easy to sign up. So that's rangerspicks.com. Please do gamble responsibly. Um, so, Alec, I'm going to sort of put you on the spot thought here and I apologise because I wouldn't have given you time to actually prepare for this question but you know as we've spoken about your encyclopedic knowledge and your kind of wonderful way with words I'm wondering if you can tell us your favourite Rangers Scottish Cup memory Oh my favourite Rangers Scottish Cup memory um, it's two games put together it's the, the semi-final and the final in 1995-96 because my sister was a, an area manager for Ladbrokes at the time and she got comps and I'd done the whole kind of being on the Rangers end and what have you and, you know, loving all that. And I fancied a wee bit of this. Um, I'd never seen as I'd only been to three Scottish Cup finals. Just I'd, I'd been kind of in full-time education, you know, um, O-level woodwork, took a few years. Um, but I'd, I'd had a few years, I was, I think 80, 1982 was my first Scottish Cup final. We get absolutely hammered off Aberdeen in the extra time. Then 83, we get beat one nothing after playing really well. That was at the 89 final where we, we, we lost the treble um, to, you know, uh, Gary Stevens stood in the ball, but it was a, a shy to Celtic that is the worst, one of the worst decisions I've ever seen in my life. Um, the ball come off Roy Aitken, he then takes a shy. Look at that one. Um, anybody who thinks I'm a Sonic conspiracy. Um, but I was starting to think I was a jinx. But no, I have to say, to then, uh, the first time we won the Scottish Cup, to the, the semi-final, we beat Celtic. We actually put them out every... That was then, same as this season. We had put them out the League Cup. We didn't, well, we didn't put them out the League Cup this season, but we put them out the League Cup. We obviously were winning the league that season. 
and that meant we we'd actually ended their season. You know, we beat them in the three games. But my the tickets we had complimentary tickets to wear a suit and what have you, but actually ended up in the kind of Celtic end of the complimentaries, just on the kind of the Celtic uh, the east side of the director's box. So I had to we had to get moved because I had like an orange shirt on, a uh, dress shirt under my suit. Um, sorry, I'm going too long here. The long story short, um, not at all. Honestly, got, me, got, got my. I just swap. Remember, this always remember swapping tickets. Like sent to a steward. Or a steward sent to us. Right, you better get out of here. Um, sitting amongst all these Celtic fans, and he'd found two Celtic fans with the same thing. They were in the Rangers' end. Uh, the complimentaries. So he brought me along, and I'm, I'm handing my ticket stub to the guy, the Celtic guy. He crunched up his stub and slapped it in my hand, and I'm like, I'll oh, fucking, I'll see you at full time. Um, but. We then to be in having sausage rolls and all that um, at, at half time, you know, and at full time, watching Celtic fans in their suits crying was one thing. But what happened at the end of that, the semi final, um, I come out down to the main stand, and you come out the players' entrance, and my sister and I had been having a few drinks for about an hour or something after the game had finished, and we came out. It was down one side. It was all the it was the Rangers fans with the barriers. People wanting autographs and what have you. So it was a wee crowd of. Rangers fans with their parents, kids, down the right-hand side, down the Rangers end, and the, the crowd of wee Celtic <laughs> people down the left-hand side waiting for the Celtic players' autographs. So Mr Maturity here, I was still only in my 20s at the time, um, I just came out and it was like the closest I'll ever come to having that moment of scoring an Old Firm game. And I just looked to the Celtic ones and I turned to the Rangers ones, I was like, oh! And they went mental. Yes! <laughs> well, the wee Celtic ones and their dads were totally, yeah, yeah. So that was, I had to get kind of huckled out of the place, but I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, <laughs> and then in the final, long story short, the final, obviously loud up final, but when I turned up, um, the tickets were actually against the podium. They were resting against the presentation podium. So I'm watching Rangers cruising. When loud up scored the first goal, my sister and I were the only people not posh enough. We were going absolutely crazy. We turned around and Walter Smith was in director's box. So Walter Smith looked, could only see my sister and I, and he, he winked at us. So we're, Walter winked at us, Walter winked at us. And then um, I can safely say that the first thing Richard Goff did after lifting the 1996 Scottish Cup, the double, was shake hands with me. So it was it was a, it was a beautiful day, beautiful two days. You know? not, a bad, not a bad Scottish Cup memory. That'll though. teach you to ask me a question <laughs> off the hoof, Ross. <laughs> That's us 15 minutes over time now. No. Any other questions? That's <laughs> me getting ready for kickoff on Sunday. <laughs> Um, I was going to ask, can you remember who it was that scored for Hearts that day? Oh, yeah, bugger. <laughs> Colin Cameron? John Cahoon. C- Cahoon? Oh, there you go. Do your prep next time. I was, I, that's it, mate. I, <laughs> right, last question, I promise. Um, no Scottish Cup win for us since 2009, which is, which is far, far, far too long for a club like Rangers. Yeah. How important is it that this is the year that, that we put this to bed? Yeah, it's, it absolutely is. But as, I think, as I said before, it's not even, uh, we're not at a point now where we're really even thinking about how long it is since we won the Scottish Cup. It's just, we need to win as much as possible, as quick as possible. Um, not as quick as possible, you know, but we need to we need to start you know, getting the trophies in and augment and underscore what we've done with the league title this season. Yeah, it's, I think the fact that at best there would maybe be a few hundred fans here, I know they're still talking about that, maybe getting, maybe switching to another venue or getting fans in there. Um, I, I think it's not going to be a full house anyway. It's not going to be a proper Rangers Cup final. So I'm not uh, thinking about it almost, you know, in terms of the big day out, the big gala day at the end of the season that the Scottish Cup should be, the Scottish Cup final should be. I'm just thinking into a cold, hard kind of 
trophies, silver. Get it in the get it in the trophy room. And uh, yeah, I I mean it's it's it's, it's we had our chance in 2016, you know, and everybody else has been trying to stop Celtic winning trophies for the last four years, five years. Um, but it's it's very it's really important that we claim two of the trophies that they didn't win this year, um, just to just to show that we're back. Absolutely, that's all it is. It's showing that this dominance in the league was not a fluke. That we are the driving force in Scottish football again. Um, I think it's I think it's incredibly important. You're absolutely right. Right. Um, I think that that probably is is enough for a, a wee Friday night preview show. There's there's so much that we never got to. I'm, I'm going to push the chat on the the COVID five and the bans being upheld. That'll be that'll be held in reserve for Sunday, and we will we'll have a full sort of deep dive on that. A couple of other things going on that we've that we've left, but we'll hold on. And you'll have to check in with us at nine thirty p.m. on Sunday. That is the twenty fifth of April and as always that will be available from download the following Monday um, the only other thing for me to say is a, a massive thank you to Alec for giving up his Friday night to come and join us it's, it's always a, a sincere pleasure and delight and thank you to everyone as well who's got involved in the YouTube stream unfortunately I couldn't get him to stop talking so I couldn't get to your questions but he was very interested all the same he um, asked me he asked it's his fault he asked me <laughs> he knew what he was messing with <laughs> <laughs> um, look as always the show will be back on Sunday and again uh, every Sunday after that until the season ends so thank you very very much for joining us please do head over to the website at www.jersnet.co.uk give us a like give us a subscribe check out the discussion forum and if not we will see you on Sunday night have a wonderful weekend <laughs>